Usually after Easter, I like to stay in order. I like to stay in order with the Bible. Easter was such a big thing, and then we're like, well, okay, now we're back to whatever. No, it's really important that we stay with what happened, and now let's move it forward in the Scriptures. Well, now Jesus died on the cross, and uh, Easter he resurrected. But basically he said, guys, I'm out of here. Okay? And all the time I've spent with you going to all the world preaching gospel, you shall receive power of the Holy Ghost has come upon you. You shall be witnesses unto me, Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and other most parts. So, so it was on them. So we want to pick it up right there. So let's go with the message. Here we go, Raj. Excited about it. There it is. That's the message series coming up. It's called The Circle. Could you say that with me? The what? You're doing pretty good, but we can do better. The what? There you go. Help the online folks, because if you help here, it'll help them at home so that we're not boring. Who wants to listen online if you're boring? Yes or no? I could not do this without you here. Period. I told Alex, if we were to shut down, which we're not, period. Got it? Yes or no? Last time I checked, we're in the Constitution. A lot of people didn't make the Constitution. We did. Amen. The First Amendment. Right to assemble. We've got it. Amen. And so we're going to keep doing that. Lord help us. And hopefully after I'm long gone, the church will still be going on. Amen. Hallelujah. That's the plan here. But if I was forced somehow, they took me off to jail. It could have happened. Thank God I live in Charlotte County. Thank you, Lord. Amen. But uh, I told him, I said, I'm not going to get up here and do little video messages. It's not happening. Hi, y'all. How y'all doing? I said, I'm not doing it. You take away the people, you take away the power. You take away the people right here, the people. Where two or three are gathered in my name, I'm in your midst. And I know you can watch online, but I'm going to say a few things. might bother you, especially if you're watching online. But we'll get over it. They call a business, they call a business that still delivers food, for example, like Whole Foods in some states shut down, I understand, other than delivery only. But a lot of businesses have done that. They've shut their doors. But they're still doing, you know, what they can do. You know what they call a business that does that? They call them going dark. And it's sad to say that's exactly what the church did. Went dark. No, no, we online. You went dark. That's what you did. Okay? And you left us out here hung out to dry to get arrested. They couldn't arrest, they couldn't arrest a hundred million of us. But you can arrest that just two churches open in Charlotte County. Not trying to be ugly, but I'm saying if the world says they've gone dark, but now they're still delivering, they're still out there doing, then how can we say any different than the church when we shut our doors and people can't come to church? To me, that is going dark. Now, I understand if people need to be home, they need to be safe. I understand, and I'm cool with that. That's okay. I get that. But, but we still need to be open for the few that feel like this is where they want to be and need to be. Y'all hear me or not? It's not for the masses all the time. It's for the few, the few, the few, the few. And I know, Dawn, this has been, it's been night and day for you, ain't it? To have the church, isn't it? Wrote me a letter this week. I thank you for the letter. Beautiful letter. How much that this has meant to her. And I know, Russ, I talked to you some. I know how much it means to you. Yes or no? 
Amen? How many else with a lifted hand would say, that's me too, Pastor Gary. I'm the same. I need this. My buddy up there, the car dealer. Amen. How you doing, buddy? Amen. He's got the car shop in town that has the uh, picture of Jesus and says, never stop believing right in front of his store out there. Amen. Come on. Good, 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 good. Amen. But anyway, come on, churches. I want you to listen to us today. I'm not trying to tick you off. If I do, it's fine. Just spell my name right. But uh, let's open back up. Amen. Yes or no? Let's open back up. Do it wisely. We're doing it very wisely. I think our staff's amazing. Amen. Everything's been washed down, clean, separated. And, uh, but anyway, let's get back to the business of uh, having our doors open for our community. Amen. Come on. Praise the Lord. Here we go. Here we go. Let's go. Come on. Come on. The mission goes on, baby. Let's talk about the circle. Here we go. I knew I'd get sidetracked. Here we go. The circle. Y'all ready to learn? Yes or no? Here it is. Yeah, come on. Y'all ready today? Here we go. Now listen. Here's how I preach. Here's how I study normally always this way. A black Bible, just my choice of color. I like the old black Bible. And a dictionary. And life. As I've lived life, and as I read that book and things I don't understand, words I'll look up in the dictionary, thoughts that the Lord gives me. So this thought that was this week is the circle. Now, I could ask you what a circle is, and a few of you might know it. But most of you not even going to know what a circle is. That's how bright we are. Yes or no? Amen. What it like this right here? Look like this right here? It's that right up there. Right there. I mean, but what is a circle? Y'all know what a circle is? Come on, let's see what a circle is. Let's see what a circle is from the dictionary. And Webster was a Christian, and I love that about him. And I have an old dictionary, but let's look and see what a circle is. A circle is a closed two-dimension curve. With one center. How many would have said that? Don't raise your hand. You wouldn't have said that. It's like this. I'm going to stick my microphone in my pocket. That's what it is. It's two curves and they share the same center. So a circle is two curves or halves and they share the same what? That's what it is. That's what a circle is, okay? A circle is a closed two-dimensional curve, and they have one what? How many centers they got? One center. One center. What's that got to do with the message? Well, you'll see. Keep going with me. It's also, in Webster's Dictionary, it's also a circle. It's a group of persons with common beliefs or interests. Isn't that what we say? Who's in your circle? Your circle of blank, what? Friends. It's common interest. It's common beliefs. A circle. So let's keep moving. We're just in the dictionary for now. Let's see what else we can find. So here's the question. Who or what is the center of your circle? Who or what is the center of your circle? I bet you a lot of money that people can quote more stats about the coronavirus than they can Bible verses to me. Oh, yeah! Oh, yeah! You're all over that. You can tell me about the stock market, the GDP, and all this, but can you tell me about His Word? Who's the center of your circle? What's the center of your circle? 
Oh, Jesus is. Well, you can say that till the cows come home. But he is or he ain't. Or maybe he's in that circle, but he is so pushed to the wall, the side of that circle, it ain't even funny. So the circle, we're going to talk about it. We're going to the Bible here in a little bit, but I want you to get this down. Who or what's the center of your circle? Now, if you answer that question, that answer to that question is going to establish your beliefs. It's going to establish your beliefs. Now, you can't play around, oh, Jesus is the center of my circle, and, and, and he's not. <laughs> well, that's just a lie then. That's not going to establish anything except you lying. We just established that. So you've got to be honest. Answer that question. It's going to establish your beliefs, your interests, and it's most likely going to determine who's in the center when it comes to people in your life. You hear me or not? And all I'm doing is sitting in my office going, well, look at that. A circle. And I'm learning the whole time. And I knew what I wanted to preach on. I wanted to talk about the disciples. But this is where I was headed, right here, the circle. Keep looking, buddy. Push me, man. So, what we got? All kinds of good stuff. Today's message is called this. Say it with me on the count of three. One, two, three. The what? The circle of fear. So many people in our world right now have fear right over their circle. They fear so much that things that really matter to them they don't even do anymore. That's crazy. They're just preoccupied with dying, dying, dying. You should have been preoccupied with that before this ever happened. Because you are going to die. It's appointed unto man wants to die. And after this, the judgment. The point is, there's a, there's a 97 to really a 99.5. It's 97% if you get the coronavirus, it's not going to kill you. But there's a, probably a 99.8% because a lot of people have it and it hasn't really affected them a whole lot. There's probably almost a 100% chance it's not going to kill you. But you've got a 100% chance of dying. And it's going to happen. I was watching online, just reading some things online. Local people saying, I'm not ready to die yet. I'm staying in my house because I'm not ready to die yet. Just because you stay in the house don't mean you ain't going to die. How many ever heard somebody dying at the house? Let me see some hands. Guys, your heart can stop. Wham. More people are killed in automobile accidents. Cigarette smoke. I wish we'd have thought about this earlier. But even if you figure out how to prolong your life, you better figure out how to have eternal life. And that's through Jesus Christ our Lord. That is it. There is no other answer. So anyway, a lot of people are preoccupied with fear. Yes or no? Amen or oh me? It is. So I get out and work. I get out in the sun. I get out and see people. I'm getting out because I don't want fear to be the center of my circle. Doesn't mean I'm stupid. I know you want to call me stupid if you're watching online. So maybe that's okay. Spell my name right there too. But uh, fear is not supposed to be the center of my circle. Yes or no? Amen. It's not going to be that. That means all my friends are going to be fearful friends. How y'all doing, fearful friends? What are we going to talk about? Dying, death, death, got your mask, you got your all that. I don't want to do all that. I want to talk about living, yes or no? I want to talk about happiness, encouragement, being upbeat, being alive, being alive. I'm alive now. Jesus gave a story. 
I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. He said to the man, you fool. This night your life will be required of you. Then who's all those things going to be that you had? It's all through the Bible, guys. Time to wake up, man. Who's the center of your circle? Keep looking. I know I'm taking time. So, faith. I'm also going to the dictionary for faith. Even though I know what faith is, but I went to Webster. You know what it is? It's a firm belief and confidence in something. To the believer, faith is a firm belief or confidence in who? One more time. It's a firm belief or confidence in who? Okay? Do you have a firm belief and confidence in God? Are you ready to die? Yes. If you die today, do you know you'd go to heaven? Yeah, I'm not saying we want to bus load today. I get that. But the bottom line, do you have total confidence that absent from the body you'll be what? Present with the Lord. Is that in the Bible? Of course it is. That's what faith is. A firm belief in confidence. Alright? Now here's what's interesting when I read an old dictionary. I always look at the words before it and the words after it. And I learn from that. I just thought it was interesting. Here's faith standing in the dictionary, strong and tall. A firm belief and confidence in God. There's faith. Hello, Mr. Faith. There he is in the dictionary. Look what's before faith. Fail. Faint. That's what's there. Fail and faint, and it's not the word fear, it's the word fair. We need to change it. It's the word fair. F-A-I-R. You know what fair means? Mediocre. I'm doing what? I'm pretty what? Fair. God's not called us to a life of fair. He's called us to a life of conquering and power and overcoming. That's all before faith. That's your best you're going to get without faith. Failing, fainting, and fair. And then faith is there. Don't you like faith, yes or no? Guess what's after the word faith? It's the word fake. I just find that interesting, isn't it? You can say what you want to. But God knows your heart. You can say, you can say Jesus is your center. But baby, I'm going to tell you right now. If you're not careful to put your faith and trust totally in Jesus Christ, you're going to fail. You're going to faint. At best, you're going to be fair. He said to the church at Laodicea, you're not hot nor cold, so I'll do what with you? Spew you out of my mouth. Mediocre. <laughs> And then if you don't have faith centered in your heart, don't, don't be surprised as a Christian, you'll end up a big what? Fake. Don't you find that interesting? I hope somebody else likes it other than just me. I'm just in my office. Alright, we're getting there, Raj. So faith is a firm belief and confidence in, in, in God. And then by the way, the word after fake is the word fall in the dictionary. The word fall. Faith is standing tall, isn't it? And you've got a choice. You've got a choice. Who's going to, what's going to be the center of your circle? Who's going to be the center of your circle? Is fear going to be there or is faith going to be there? Y'all hear me or not? Because we know what's coming if faith isn't there. 
You're going to have some problems, I'm going to tell you. And that's what the disciples experienced. Now the word fear. What's the word fear mean in the dictionary? I know you're like, I didn't know I was going to school. Well, school shut down. I should do some schooling, I guess. Here we go. Fear. What is fear in the dictionary? Say that with me. It is a what? Can we say that one more time? It is a what? It's a what? To do what? I just find that interesting. It's a desire. Fear is a desire. It is a desire to escape something. It's a desire. I hate to say it, I'm going to be ugly again. I think a lot of people are really having a good time right now with all this new fear stuff. Sounds crazy. Pastors, you ought to get off your little videos and get back to church and be live with the people, okay? Quit producing Hollywood shows. That's my opinion. I've watched a couple of pastors. They're trying to be creative. You look silly. You look silly. They got the little gimmicks. Look at the ditch. Look at the How about get into the Bible and get with the people, man? People, people, get back. Come on, man. Now, I haven't been like this for a while, but I've been a tiger of bread to get... Un- I need to be unleashed here, baby. <sighs> Our town needs hope. We need hope. And that's what we have in Jesus Christ. Come on, keep looking. So what is fear? It's a desire to escape danger. You know what another... Ver- Here's the second definition of fear, if it ain't funny. Here's number one. A desire to escape danger. Look at what number two definition is of fear. It is what? Say it with me. Or of... Now that's funny to me. So many of us choose fear. Definition one, desire to escape something dangerous over definition number two. I'm going to give you some strong counsel today. Flip your definitions right there. Make number two number one. Make number two number one. And you'll be surprised how little desire you have anymore in your heart to run. Did you hear what I just said? When you make Him number one, all reverence, Almighty God, that's what fear means to me, then that desire to escape or run from danger, you're going to find that it's going to pale in comparison to what you're doing with Him. Did I lose you on that? What do you know, Clark? You don't even know what you're talking about. I do know what I'm talking about. When you have Jesus Christ, you can be discouraged, for sure, and have bad things happen and sickness come. We've had a lot of people in this congregation, people like me, that had loved ones murdered. How did we make it? Well, it's because our fear is in the Lord. Not some some killer's gun. We're determined what they did to our loved ones isn't going to mark us for the rest of of our life and make make us who they think they wanted us to be. To cower. We're not going to do that because our faith is in Jesus Christ. And I'll see my mother again. Where where you get that, Clark? Faith. Y'all hear me now? Yes or no? Faith in God's Word. Did you hear what I just said? No matter what it is, being married 28 years and someone you love more than anything leaves you. Hurts you real bad. How do you get through stuff like that? Awe and reverence of God. 
A lot of people, bad things like that happen to them. They blow their brains out. Or they run, they hit the bottle, or they become a totally different person the rest of their life. You can't even recognize them anymore. They've just gone off the deep end. What keeps you anchored? It all comes back to that center of that circle. Have I lost you this morning? Do I sound like Dr. Phil? A little bit. Fear. The angel of the Lord encamps round about them that fear him and delivers them. I want to give you another scripture. It's Psalm 37, 4, I believe. We put that one up there. I believe it's Psalm 37, 4, if I'm not mistaken. Delight yourself in the Lord. Say that with me. Delight yourself in the Lord. Not fear, not running from something. Delight yourself in the And He'll give you the desire of your heart. Say that with me again. Delight yourself in the And He'll give you the what? Wow, I thought that meant get me a new Cadillac or a new house. It never did mean that. Now, don't miss this if you hear nothing I say. You delight yourself in the Lord. You reverence and awe and be in awe of Almighty God. Listen to me. And He will give you the desire of your heart. And that desire in your heart won't be, I'm scared of dying anymore. It's going to be a desire to live life. It's going to be a desire to be a conqueror. It's going to be a desire in your heart that's a, that's a godly desire, not a satanic desire. Did I just lose you on that? If I delight myself in the Lord, He'll give me the desire of my heart. So if right now I've got a desire to run or escape from something dangerous, my trust in the Lord will change that desire that I have from fear to faith. That's a great God. Can we thank Him this morning? That's powerful. I'm not done, but that's powerful, man. That's powerful. That's what you get when you get in God's Word. You ain't going to get this on TV. You ain't going to get this from the news. All they're going to do is just keep stamping that, Run, baby! Escape, baby! Stay home, baby! They're just going to make you feel like an idiot if you even leave the house. Yeah, that's the best thing you do, turn off your TV. Yeah, and get in a book or go outside it to the sun. Here we go. Y'all right? Let me give you another scripture. For God has not given us the spirit of what? If you're scared right now of dying, and a lot of you are scared of dying and you ain't even sick. I mean, at least wait to be scared when you're sick. We got people just clamoring in fear. God did not give you that spirit. That desire in your heart is not from the Lord. I'm sure I'm going to have a lot of bad comments about this message. Sorry. I don't expect a message like this to be popular. Because it means people are going to have to really examine themselves and really see where they are. Amen. I want to be right here, baby. And I'm not always there. I screw up too. But this is what I want to be. He didn't give us the spirit of fear, but He gave us what? But of what? And what? And a what? Woo! There's a lot of kooky going on right now. Every day, people pulling up. They get, they're getting their supper ready at the house, just waiting for the president's little talk every day. 
And the scientists going to come up and say the same thing we've already heard. And now they're showing us graphs. Have you seen the graphs? We know spaghetti graphs in Florida, don't we? Hurricane, it's going to hit you. And then they do this. But here's the other models. That's what this thing is. You're not helping me, Jack. Spend time believing in the Lord. Change that escape to run. I'm not saying you don't be wise, guys. I'm not saying that at all. But if you want to argue with me on this, you just go ahead and argue. Because you're probably not going to get it anyway. But I would strongly suggest to you, you switch that definition of fear instead of escape to, for some, some danger. You go ahead and flip number two up there and say, no, I'm going to awe and reverence God first. And when he says run, I'm running. <laughs> when he says run, I'm running. Amen. I'm not saying you don't use your brain, but, but first of all, I'm going to bow my knee before him and not fear. So what's that got to do with anything? Well, that's just me in my office. So fear is a desire to flee or a desire to fall before the Lord. It's up to you. Which one are you going to do? Is it a desire to flee something dangerous or is it a desire to fall before the Lord? Which fear are you going to choose? Which fear are you going to choose? All kinds of Scripture. I could go on all day here. There ain't many Scriptures on fear that's good for you. Except the ones that say fear the Lord. It's the beginning of what? Wisdom. <laughs> Amen. Say. You want to be smart? Fear Him. Study less about the virus and more about Jesus Christ. Read the book of Proverbs. Spend equal amount of time as you're watching the president and the scientists and the people and all this, and you're looking online, you're reading all the comments. How about you give equal time to the Word of God and see how much difference you'll be when all this is said and done? You'll be strong as an ox. When you're afraid, you're either wanting to run away for something or run to somebody. I want to run to the Lord. Amen? Now, I told you we were going to pick up, and then we're going to do this series for a few weeks. I'm not going to do this every week. We were setting the table today, so you took the brunt of it, okay? <laughs> the circle of fear. Let's talk about it now, Rods. Let's go with it. The disciples were faint. Well, I saw that in the dictionary before faith. The disciples had what? Failed. I saw that in the dictionary before the word faith. And they failed the Lord, didn't they? Let's talk about it. Let's look at the disciples now. We saw Jesus. We saw Him arrested, right? Saw Him crucified. Saw all He went through. Let's pick up the disciples now. Where are y'all at, boys? Well, they had a desire to do what? What was their desire? Was their desire to have faith in Jesus Christ? No. I'm not putting them down. It's a fact. They had a desire not given to them by the Lord to escape danger. Even though He had given a, a command, you stay in Jerusalem. And then you go out in all the world and preach the gospel. And I'm going to be with you even to the end of the earth. Did He say that? Sure He did. But they feared. That was a desire. It was an overwhelming thing inside of them. And here's guys that were this close to Jesus. They walked with Him constantly. They saw things you and I will probably never see. 
And yet, just that fast, boom, they gone. And again, I don't mean to say this and keep going back and forth, but unfortunately I feel like that's what a lot of the church did in America. I just feel bad for the church. I feel bad for the church. And look, if, you, if you're watching me now and say, don't feel bad for me, we fine. Well, that's good. I, I'm going to still feel bad for you. Because I just, I just never thought, I never thought in my wildest dreams. Now, I knew some would, but I didn't know overwhelmingly that churches would just shut their doors. It shocked me. I'm in shock. Y'all hear me or not? It gives me a glimpse of what's going to happen in the tribulation period. We will shut doors, slam shut in America on our churches in a heartbeat now. That's my opinion. It's sad. But why should it shock me, Clark? Why should it shock me, man? Why should it shock you? The disciples did it. Yes or no? There's Jesus! They just, whoop! We gone! Look at them. Fear was the center of their circle. Fear was the center, not faith. Fear was the center, not faith. Fear was the center of the disciples. We're talking Peter. We're talking James. We're talking John. These are heroes. These are huge guys. Fear was the center. The disciples failed to stay awake with Jesus. Y'all remember that or not? Say He said this. Remember this verse. He said, watch and pray with me. That you enter not into blank. Temptation. And then he said this. The spirit's willing, but the flesh is what? Weak. If the disciples were weak, don't think you and I ain't weak. And they had fear right in their center. He said, pray with me. He comes to the disciples. He finds them asleep. This is before he was arrested in the guard. He says, Peter, can't you watch with me one hour, big man? My words added. So they all slept on him. Let's keep moving the this, this, this story now. The disciples failed to stand up for Jesus. So now he's arrested. He's arrested. So they wouldn't pray with him. And they did enter into temptation. Yes or no? If fear has overcome you right now, that's not a desire that's been given you from the Lord. I'm not saying don't be wise, don't be smart. But when you let fear overtake you, and many of you, it has. That's not, that desire does not come from the Lord. You fall down before Him, you love Him, He will help you with your brain, with your thinking. And not to say you can't be wise and do this or do that. I get that. But we want to make sure that you're seeing straight. So the disciples, they didn't pray. They did enter into temptation. Look at this. Look at this scripture. A lot of people think just Peter forsook Jesus. No, look at this scripture. But all this was done that the scriptures of the prophets might be fulfilled. Say that last part with me. Then all the disciples forsook Jesus and what? Every one of them. Every one of them. So if they can get, get, be overcome by fear and flee and fail and get faint, so can Gary, right? Yes or no? But is that right? No. I want to learn. The disciples sat without. They stood without. They said without. Now this is Peter, but watch it. Peter sat without the palace and a damsel said, you were with Jesus. He denied him. 
I don't know what you're saying. I'm amazed at how many people call themselves Christians and are writing things to the editor and papers around here putting down the church. Another church in town had on their website and left it up that me and another preacher were an embarrassment. They didn't write it. Somebody else wrote it, but they left it up. Shame on you. I wrote him and I said, pray that God forgives you for criticizing others for trying to keep their church doors open. There's a lot more to criticize in this town and a lot of things other than that. Come on. I know. I'm all over the place today, but I'm doing fine. Mitch was right. Dad's livid. He's full of life. Here's another one. He's going out into the porch. Another maid saw him and said, you were, this fellow was with Jesus. Again, he denied with an oath. I swear I wasn't. I don't even know him. What else, buddy? Anything else? All right. I don't know the man. Okay. They all checked out on Jesus. The disciples. Clark, what are you doing? Well, I'm just telling you where the disciples are today. I thought Jesus was their center. This thing looks hopeless. <laughs> Amen. Say, this gospel. <laughs> they all failed. They all failed miserably. This is the scriptures. The disciples' failure did not make them bolder. It made them more what? Don't think by failing and fainting and being fair or mediocre in your life is going to make you bolder. It's going to, over time, make you weaker and weaker and weaker and weaker and weaker. It's like that frog that gets dropped into that pot. And the water feels pretty good, but it's on low heat. And he gets really used to it till he's boiled to death. Fear is a liar. It will overtake you. It will kill you. It will destroy you. The disciples were pretty much destroyed. It was all over. Jesus had been brutally killed now. And they thought they were what? Say it with me. They thought they were what? That's just logic. If you watch enough of the news, you're going to die by Sunday night next week. That's how fear works, yes or no? Oh my gosh, they touched me. They breathed on me. You can go crazy. Not saying not be smart, not saying, aren't we trying to be smart here, yes or no? Sure. Without going off a deep end. Because of their failure, the reality of what had just happened to Jesus, the disciples could not have been more what? Couldn't be possible. They were scared to death. They weren't just going to be killed, they're going to be crucified. They're going to be stripped naked. Maybe they're going to have thorns knocked down in their head. Got it? They're going to gamble on the, on the... Who knows what they're going to do to these guys? I think, I think Jesus was sexually assaulted. That's my opinion. Because I know how nasty people are and how mean people are and how gr grotesque people are. And by the way, anything He took, He took for me so that I could stand for Him. Yes or no? Amen. Think about your Savior like that, guys. He loves you to pieces. He can strengthen you and He can help you. And so here they are scared to death and their circle. Is Jesus in their circle anymore? Yes or no? Yes or no? Based on what we've saw so far, is Jesus the center of their circle? Yes. 
No, maybe he's still in there. Maybe he's pushed to the edge or something. I don't know. But fear is in the middle. And look what Jesus does. He comes to them. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. Come on. He had to. This ain't going to fly. These boys are toast. He needed time down here on this earth before he went finally with his father where he sits at the right hand of God, to get these jokers back in gear. Yes or no? Amen. Say. Look at what he did. Look at what he did. The same day at even being the first day of the week, I love Sundays, when the doors were shut. There's the disciples. So we believe church doors ought to be open. We don't believe Jesus had to break into a building. <laughs> That's what he did. Here the doors are shut. They scared to death. They were assembled. Why were they assembled? Not to praise the Lord, not to teach the Word. They were assembled for what? For what? Of the Jews and the Romans. And Jesus came somehow through the locked doors. Whoop! And He was in the center again. Y'all see what happened or not? Doors are shut. Resurrected Jesus. Whoop! Hello. And he says to them, peace be unto you. What's the best word when you're fearful? It's the word what? Peace. Peace. That's what you get when Jesus is your center. Jesus broke into their circle and became the what? Of their what? Is he the center of your attention right now? Why? Don't lie. Is he the center of your attention? See, the center is this thing, the center. I've got to get over this, and after I get over this, he'll be my center again. No, he should be your center now because this night your soul could be required of you tonight. Don't put off what you can do right now. He said, peace be unto you. To these guys that left him, that denied him. That means to me, these are my words. I'm not angry with you. Say that with me. I'm not what? That's a lot of reason we stay in fear. Because we think God's angry with us. How can I ever get back there? I've let the Lord down. I have. I've done it many times. Here's what God says to you. Jesus Christ says, Peace be unto you. There's nobody like Jesus. Say that with me. There's nobody like. I'm not angry with you. Boy, did they ever need to hear that. Yes or no? I think He said this when He said that word peace. Here's what it means to me. Say those three words. I what? I love you. What words do you want to hear? Well, you're going to hear based on what you decide that definition of fear is in your life. If you awe and reverence the Lord, it comes with incredible benefits. It comes with peace be unto you. It comes with I'm not angry with you. It comes with I love you. But if you got him down on the second or third rung, I'm sorry. The desire that you have is going to be the overwhelming thing in your life. When he so said, he showed them his what? His hands, his side. And the disciples were what? They went from sad to what? Just that quick. And that can be you. Got to quit. The disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. Then said Jesus to them, peace be unto you. He said it again. <laughs> That's nice, ain't it? As my Father sent me, even so I what? Well, he done told them that many times. But because he wants the sinner, they were on the run. 
So he had to break in the circle. Whoop! Had to tell him again. As Jesus, as I was sent by my father, you sent by me and my father. Got it? Yes or no? In this country, churches that preach the gospel, that's your main thing that you do all the time. The church does other things. I get that. But our main purpose is to seek and to save the lost. And people don't quit dying and going to hell just because some virus happens. If anything, they, it, it becomes more rapid, not because of the virus, but because of suicide. It's funny. We never shut down our country over suicide. I'd be for that. I'd love to see people stop killing themselves. We never shut our country down over alcoholism. An alcoholic shot my mother. I'd be for that. I'd be for liquor stores being shut down all across this country. I'd be the first one to sign and hold up a sign. Because my mother was murdered by one. You hear me? I'm not looking to do any of that. But I'm just trying to say, what is that thing on, that, on your altar right up there? Is it Jesus? What is it that you fear? Fear the Lord. Don't fear what man can do to you. Is that what the Bible says? It does say that. No, it says, don't fear what man can do for, to you. Fear what he, I can do for you. To you. That's what the Lord says. Okay? So he says, I'm with you. I still believe in you. And I'm going long because where are you going? The disciples were supposed to be leaders, but they were a wreck. I think so much of the church today, Christian people, are a wreck right now. That's my opinion. I'm going to say something else to you online. I'm probably not going to have an audience next week, I guess. I don't know. But I really worry, I really worry that people that used to come to church faithfully, will they still come? I hope so. Pray for me. Pray for me as your pastor. I'm a guy that loves people. If I don't have people, I'm not going to be a good pastor. I need you. You think you need me? I need you. And you that are watching online, I get it. I understand. But I need you and I want you. And I know I'm being tough today. What am I supposed to do? I'm being honest. When he said this to his disciples, and we're going to quit, Rod. When he said this, Jesus did this. Most people miss this when they read the Bible. Jesus did what to his disciples? He what? Can't do that. Get away from me. <laughs> That's something you get when you put the awe and reverence of God as your number one thing. You fear Him. You get the breath of God on you. You get the breath of God on you. You can't play at this, guys. You can't just say, He's number one. No. Faith comes by what? Hearing and hearing the what? The Word. you got to believe that book. you got to read that book. you got to say, this is the truth. I believe it absolutely with everything inside of me. And you're going to get smarter. And you're going to see fear start to dissipate in your life. And more you do that, you're going to feel the breath of God on your life. Here's what He did. Jesus breathed on them. And He said this, receive the what? Now, I believe we all have the Holy Spirit of the living God when we're saved. I believe that. He seals us to the day of redemption. But I do believe we can have the moving of the Spirit in our life. We can have Him working in our life. And you don't flop like a chicken to get it. Here's how you get the breath of God on you. Believe Him! 
Believe Him. Believe everything He says. Don't quit. Stay steady. Come on, man. That's how you get it. You don't get it by giving your preacher some money. You get it by falling at the Lord's feet. I believe in you. I am all of you. I'm in reverence of you. Fear is a liar. It's not going to have a hold on my life anymore because you've got me. Woo! It's good stuff, man. Praise the Lord. I quit, Rod. Let's praise the Lord for the word this morning. Let's just quit right there. Bang! Amen. Come on, let's get up. Let's get up.